Welcome to the Vision Podcast, a podcast that explores news, topics, and information of interest to the faculty, staff, and friends of the Mississippi State University College of Arts and Sciences. I'm your host, Karen Brown. And I'm your host, John Burrow. Welcome to the 20th edition of the Vision Podcast. We hope that your summer is going well. Today, we decided to sit down with College of Arts and Sciences communication team, check in on what's going on in the college during the summer and beyond. Despite it being, you know, a respite here at Mississippi State University, the College of Arts and Sciences has been really busy. Faculty continue to conduct research and make news and planning for the summer and fall has, is well underway. Today, we're joined by Sam Killifer, Coordinator, Communications of Research Support. He's been on the show before. And Sarah Nicholas, our Communications Specialist. Guys, welcome to the Vision Podcast, and we're glad that you're here. Hello. Nice to be back. And Sarah, this is your first time on the podcast. Yes, it is. So we're excited to have you all. And we thought this, John and I thought that this was the perfect time for people to learn a little bit more about what you do. And also too, there are so many outlets for faculty and staff to get their stories out to various publics, statewide, nationwide, globally. And so we want you to cover all of those. So if I think just I want to first kind of introduce who we have working for us and then have you all tell us a little bit about yourselves and then some of the areas that you work on that relate directly to faculty. John, does that sound good? Yeah, it sounds great to me. Um, Sarah, how about you kick us off? All right. So my name is Sarah Nicholas and I'm the communication specialist for the office and primarily I'm a writer. I do edit work for people sometimes within our office. If they are working on a publication, they will send it to me to edit. But mostly I write articles about what's going on in the College of Arts and Sciences. And then Sam, your role? Yes, my title is Coordinator Communications and Research Support. Um, And as the title would suggest, I'm sort of in between these two uh, departments, the the communication uh, team and the research support team. And that's really exciting. I think it's been helpful. Um, you know, I have a lot of time to get into the nitty gritty of what researchers are working on. And then I, I think that has translated well working with you guys. You know, if we've got something we want to talk about or something's going on and we need to know who's researching that, you know, I can normally find, figure that out uh, pretty quickly. And I think too, people don't necessarily realize the amount that we all are covering um, with 14 departments and six units in the College of Arts and Sciences, there's a lot of ground to cover. And something we all have talked about before is how diverse the college is. Um, Sarah, we've laughed before about how we can go to a story that's dealing with gender studies to a physics story. And so when you're covering the natural sciences, the social sciences, and the humanities, we get a lot of variety in our work, and it's wonderful. My name is John. I, you all are hopefully familiar with me at this point. But, let's hope so. Um, yeah, let's hope so. Uh, but uh, I am a the assistant, grad assistant to Karen, uh, who's director of communications for the College of Arts and Sciences, but I also spend the other half of my time uh, as an assistant to the Institute for the Humanities. 
Um, but I mainly, if you see a social media post, more than likely I have had something to do with it or have posted it. Uh, I maintain the website. And uh, sometimes I help Sarah and Sam with stories if they need help, uh, need an extra pair of hands or eyes. You know, and one thing, as I'm thinking about the work that we do, we're cheerleaders for the College of Arts and Sciences. That's a lot of what I think about my job. And also, too, Rick has, um, our dean, Rick Travis, has said this to faculty before. He wants them to be famous. So I see our job is making that happen. So, Sarah, we'll start with you. Talk about you work particularly with the Vision Magazine and also a direct link with OPA, the Office of Public Affairs. Can you tell us a little bit about what faculty staff should know about contacting you and how you work to get their stories out in those mediums? One thing I always like to remind faculty or staff members when I'm working with them on an article, perhaps about their research, is that I'm not a reporter. I am more of a public relations person. I want to make their work shine. And I will always work with them to make them feel comfortable with what I'm saying. So I will write an article and then let them look at it. Unlike a reporter who will just write an article and publish it, a lot of times faculty approach me a little bit uncomfortable because they're not sure what they're going to end up with. I will always let them see the work before it goes to publication. I do work directly with the Office of Public Affairs. We refer to it as OPA. And they are the ones that publish all of our work. So when I write an article, I'm not going to publish it. I will send it directly to OPA. They have full rights from the university to edit that work. So a lot of times it's important for faculty and staff to know that I can write something, they can sign off on it. And then OPA and their editing process might make a few shifts, but they will not alter content. They might alter the order of paragraphs maybe, but the Office of Public Affairs works very hard to make sure content is very similar coming from every college in the university. So they work to make sure that our work is perfect. And I appreciate all that they do. We do Vision Magazine, that is our college's annual magazine. And every year we work really hard to find faculty members or staff members whose work was uh, timely for whatever's going on in that particular year. Last year, we focused a lot on how work continued during the pandemic. This year, we focus, we are going to focus on how we've made shifts because of the pandemic and how have we moved forward with that work. And Vision Magazine is usually very well received. Our alumni love to read it, and it's one of their main ways to keep up with what's going on in our, our college. Something else, Sarah, too, that you've encountered when you're talking about your work with the Office of Public Affairs, like you said, we have a great relationship with the Office of Public Affairs, and we're so grateful to the work that they do. They have mechanisms to get those stories then out to newswires around the world. Um, we have been, I mean, so surprised, haven't we, Sarah, where we've seen the work of our faculty appear in media around the world. So the Office of Public Affairs does a great job with that. With that said, we've got to write within journalistic standards. I think that's one of the things you encounter when you're working with people on their stories. What would be a word of advice you would have to a faculty or staff person that sees some of those edits and think, oh, that's different than I would normally write? Absolutely. And that's one reason I love working with OPA so much. I have full confidence that they've got my back. And no matter what I write, they're going to make sure it's right before it gets sent out. Um, when I'm working with faculty, faculty are so smart with academic writing, but news writing is very different. And so our rules that we have to follow are associated press rules. Everything Mississippi State puts out is associated press related. 
And so I have to write within those rules. And so it's important for faculty to understand that when I refer to you as just your last name and don't put the doctor in there, I'm really not trying to be rude. They don't even refer to Dr. Keenum as Dr. Keenum. He is right. just referred to as Keenum in every sentence. They will introduce him by his first name, Mark Keenum, and then thereafter, he's just Keenum. In a direct quote, if a department head is saying, I'm very proud of Dr. Wang, that's okay. I can write doctor in the quote. I'm not trying to be rude to people by leaving their title out. That is just the rule that we must follow. We also have lots of crazy capitalization rules. So a lot of times faculty members like to capitalize things that are important in their world, but it is not what a journalism rule would follow. So um, I, I would just like to tell faculty members to just take confidence in the fact that I'm doing it the way Mississippi State has asked me to do it and Mississippi State will come in and change anything I have done incorrectly before they publish it. Good to know, good to know. And Sam, in a similar vein, um, besides obviously you're, you're helping Sarah quite a bit, I know lately with stories, but also you being tied so close with the research arm of the College of Arts and Sciences. Could you tell us a little bit about, uh, I know we, we had you on before about research in the headlines. Could you give maybe our audience a little more information about that and how it relates to your story writing? Yes, kind of what Karen was saying earlier, there's so much going on at the college. And I feel like um, it's easy to just know what's going on in your specific department. Um, but there really is a lot. And so um, I think that was where research in the headlines came from. You know, we as a team kind of had this idea, especially with, with COVID going on and everything in 2020. You know, we knew that there was research going on related to that. And so, but you have to get the word out there, you know, and I think that's a big part of being a college of arts and sciences at a land grant institution, you know, the research has to get out to the, the you know, general audience. Um, so research in the headlines, it's more of a, you know, repository of articles on the college of arts and sciences website. Um, but we've been able to use that to, to get our stories out to a lot of other media too. You know, at this point there's 40 or so articles about, you know, anything you would hear it on the news. Uh, we have a researcher working on that. There's probably an article about so it Sam, in research in the that headline. 40, that's since when? Since I started back in last May. So uh, that's crazy. Productive. Wow. And, and yeah, I mean, a lot of them, I was just making the list, you know, a lot of them are about COVID and anything else, you know, how to actually how the COVID is mutating, how COVID is affecting, um, you know, homeless people, how it's affecting small towns, um, or just anything else, you know, anything that you heard about or read about in the news in 2020, uh, there's probably an article about it. And it's become a really great repository, I think, to get those stories other places, because now we have them to look at. Um, and so I also work with things like Vision TV, which is like a TV episode uh, or a TV channel that we produce every month. Um, and that's just another platform, you know, instead of it being an article, now the researchers can, can you know, speak for themselves about their research. Um, and you can, also, they can see that on our YouTube channel, correct? Yes. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. It's connected to the College of Arts and Sciences website as well. Um, but, you know... It, these articles that we're making, the videos, um, these podcasts, obviously, we're putting them on the College of Arts and Sciences webpage. We're putting it on social media, you know, so we're, we've got all these like smaller channels that we try to put, you know, put our content out as well. 
Um, and, and it's all sort of this chain because a lot of times when something gets put on YouTube or gets put on research in the headlines, which is just on, you know, our website, it'll get picked up a lot of times afterwards, you know, bigger, you know, either OPA sees it and they want to write a story about it a few times, you know, I've written something for research in the headlines, we're just circulating it. And then a week or two later, it shows up on the conversation, which is this much more, a much bigger newspaper. It's this academic newspaper that likes to feature um, uh, researchers work. And, and they've got a huge audience and they're really good at republication. So their articles will show up in the Washington Post, New York Times. Um, and so it's interesting to see something get started, you know, kind of, um, I, I figure out, you know, a, a book or some research that's going on and then it just watch it snowball, you know, and, and keep getting more uh, coverage. And Sam, um, talk about that for a second, the conversation about um, how easy it really is for faculty to work with you to get an article in the conversation because you've just talked about, I mean, nationwide coverage of your work. And we have found that these individuals that have written for the conversation, it has helped them then garner other researchers to work mm. with them. Isn't that right? Yes. it's. I think it's just a great uh, place to try to get your work published. Um, it does have such a big audience. It's it's always, you, you work with um, their professional editors to get it, your work into this very conversational tone, which I think is super helpful. And, and again, it's, it's on stuff, anything uh, you might hear about. I was just typing something in, you know, it's like, why is this, you know, on Google and a conversation piece typed up? I wasn't even looking for a conversation mm -hmm. piece, but it's, it sort of shows, you know, that's where they pop up in the Google algorithms um, and any kind of, any question that you're having, you know, they might have something on it. And it, it's really, they have one recently, you know, why do flowers smell? Why is there a smell with flowers? You know, anyone might be typing that up and you, your article that you wrote for the conversation could be the thing someone across the world is reading to learn about that. Um, so I think that's really exciting. Um, and, and yeah, it is, it is easy. I think if you see something going on on the news and you're like, I researched that, you know, that's what I focus on. Um, we, we have connections and we have ways of getting you in, in touch with the conversation and, and we can help you too. You know, if, um, if you want someone to look at your uh, work, edit that article down, uh, we can do that for you as well. So, so it really is a great opportunity. I think, you know, if you, um, I, I don't know, I think the, a big point of having research and, and doing all this research is so other people see it and, and can learn um, and, and use it in the world that they live in. And so I think the conversation is really good for that. Um, uh, we, we were watching, we finally found some statistics so College of Arts and Sciences has maybe 30, 50 articles and all at the conversation. But the, the, but the clicks, the, the readership of those articles, it's like over 4 million, you know, and that, that is a, wow. a third number. You know, how do you, how, how, how's, how have mm -hmm. so many people read these articles, you know? And so I think that really goes to show, um, even though it's not directly connected with, the university it's so worthwhile it's a great way to get your research out I there i think that so. we have so many various avenues to get our information out there so many people just think if i'm going to write an article it's going to go to opa and it's just going to be a regular press release and that is a wonderful avenue to use if you've gotten a two million dollar national science foundation grant sure we're going to send that to opa and they're going to publish that as big news it's huge news it's wonderful news but 
you know, maybe you've gotten a $100,000 NSF grant. That's a great amount of money to do wonderful research. But OPA might say, you know, we've got 10 other articles we're trying to push out this week. So we might take that one and put it on a maroon memo that comes out weekly. It's just to let our internal group know this is something that's happening at our university and in this great, and we let all of our people know about it. Um, then we're going to put it on social media and it, it'll get retweeted and that's wonderful and a, a great way to let people know it's not that the news is less important, it's just a different avenue to post our news. We currently have a graduate student who has moved to Alaska for the next year to do work on um, with depression and mental illness and she's in a very remote area of Alaska. That is incredibly fascinating news. It's hard to turn that right now into a full press release. She's not here. Uh, her access to us is very limited. So we're actually going to work with her to do an Our People that will come out on the Mississippi State webpage um, in several months, hopefully give us time to get some photography from Alaska. But that's a great way. Anybody who clicks on our website can read what our graduate student is currently doing in Alaska, helping people with mental illness. We also have... Um, state spotlights. That's very similar to our people. Sometimes we'll call a PA and we'll say, we've got this great story. What do you want us to do with it? And they will recommend, how about we do this as an our people? How about we do this as a state spotlight? They could call Checky Harrington and say, is this worthy of a vignette, a video of sorts? So we, we have a lot of avenues. We can also send information to Alumnus Magazine and send a pitch to their editor. We have some interesting news happening right now, and maybe she picks it up for a story for her magazine. Or um, we had a faculty member during COVID who was on a CBS um, news show, and we we that was very interesting. We have a, a Mississippi State researcher going on a national platform, and we worked with OPA, and we got that news out quickly so that anybody who wanted to watch him knew where to go to watch him. We have such a great relationship with OPA. It's very easy for us to call them and just say, we've got this news, where do you want us to put it? And they have 10 or 12 avenues and they help us select the best one. And it, from the sounds of it, it, it's OPA has a lot of great relations with other platforms as well. Um, they have connections and they are a part of a network that is much larger than just what's happening at the university level. They have, I know other examples too, as I know with the Institute, we had something picked up by a statewide news outlet uh, not that long ago. So, um, yeah, there's plenty of avenues to get things out. And um, I know with COVID, and I'm sure you all can attest to that, there's been so much going on. From what we've heard from Giselle um, Thibodeau-Munn, our research dean, and then also Rick Travis, our dean, things have not slowed down during COVID, especially for us. Sarah, you can tell us the number of how many news releases the College of Arts and Sciences has produced um, just this year. Um, what do I'm, I'm putting you on the spot as far as having that number handy. Do you remember the last number you looked at? I do. We're sitting at 69 news stories released since January. And wow. some of those are written by OPA. A lot of times they will hear our news and they will write the article. Um, and I, I really appreciate that. We have as Karen said earlier, so many departments, it's hard for us to write all the news. So they always keep an eye out too, and they help us. And we are currently sitting at 69 stories since January. The news has not slowed down just because our, our work schedules are a bit different because of the pandemic. 
Yeah, and the deans have pointed out that where we thought we would be in a lull, our work has not decreased at all. Um, researchers are still doing amazing work, and we still have had a lot of stories to get out there. So um, the for me, I guess in the role of a communication specialist, the, the pandemic, how, how do I say this? It was different than anything I've ever experienced, yes. Mm. But on the other hand, that's what communication specialists do is figure out, okay, here's this problem, how do we solve it? Um, and I can remember sitting with John, um, in, you know, in our pajamas almost, um, that sounds kind of weird, but, you know, <laughs> leggings and t-shirts and we're at home and we're comfortable and our hair is messy. And we were meeting with Julia Osman, our humanities director and like, well, we can't have anything face to face. Um, and then it was like, well, we're, we're right now meeting on a medium. Um, let's put it on Facebook. So I think what we've been able to do is just figure out different ways to work through the pandemic. That's what we do. Um, that's what a specialist does. And so I have found that the pandemic has actually created so many different venues for us as well. So I guess I tend to be a positive person. I like looking at the glass half full and I've looked at, okay, we've been presented with this difficulty. How do we work around it? And we've moved forward. And this college has not missed a beat. I feel like I want to I want to touch on something Karen said earlier about relationships. And with the pandemic, really leaning on relationships that we've built has been more important than I had seen previously, because we're all we have been at home. And so relying on a connection that you've made with somebody to get news out there has um, been very beneficial for us. We had an article several weeks ago from a, a faculty member, uh, the Department of Energy, the DOE, I have a contact there I've made just over the years working. And she let me know about this research. It was getting an award. I wrote the article. She ended up picking up my article and tweeting it from the DOE. And it ended up going pretty far from there. And then the DOE ended up liking it so much, they put it on their internal newsletter. So you, it, it got a lot of national attention because of a relationship that I had made while we were at home. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, and those relationships are so, so important um, in what we do, but also too, we love these relationships that we're building with the faculty and staff in the college. Right. Absolutely. I love it when I hear from faculty and I really want to encourage all faculty and staff, if you have done something really impressive, if you just love your work, please let me know and we'll find a way to highlight that. We're working with a faculty member right now in biological sciences whose research uses sound to deter pests. So sound is a weapon against pests. I mean, that's just really interesting work that people who don't have a PhD in, in biological sciences can still find interesting. So if you've done something that you feel has broad appeal, please reach out and let us know and we'll find a way to publicize your news. Absolutely. And John, part of that publicity too, is you are the person that maintains our website, our events. Um, that's something else too. When you see our events email that come out on Monday, we totaled those one year and there were 100 and approximately each year, the College of Arts and Sciences, all of its departments host 175 events for the entire year. Um, so John has been promoting those on social media, adding them to the calendar. So John, you do a lot of work for the college with social media and the website. I mean, in addition to so many other things you do. Tell us what we need to know about those avenues. Uh, well, first of all, it, it is 
a lot to keep up with at times, especially some weeks <laughs> more than others. October. Uh, yeah, October, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty rough. But um, no, as I just checked the stats, actually, uh, on Facebook, for example, uh, at around a month, we usually get about four thousand uh, engagements with our social media posts on Facebook alone. That seems to be one of our more popular platforms. Um, but also Instagram has been growing. Our Instagram's been growing. Our Twitter um, activity has been growing. Uh, as Sarah mentioned, uh, with the DOE doing that, those sorts of retweets, and sometimes we get retweeted or by other departments, et cetera. You never know who's, who you're going to reach out to. Everyone is on social media, and I think that's what's important to keep in mind is that if you are doing something um, that you feel is exciting or worthwhile and you let Sarah know and we do a story, that story will appear on social media and you're reaching a potentially an entirely new audience or different audience that consumes most of their information that they don't come across on the university webpage or on our webpage. So uh, using social media as another tool in the tool belt to reach other people is important. And sometimes with events, for, for example, it is hard to keep up with some of that stuff. So we, we try to space that out as much as possible and make it as timely as possible so that you can be aware of these events going on. But that's why we have a static calendar on our uh, webpage so that you can look ahead of, ahead of schedule and see what's going on. And that is usually kept up to date, maybe a week or two in advance. So you can usually know ahead of time of what's going on. But um, now that we're actually undergoing, a, uh, as of I think next week, we're having a meeting about this, about redesigning the website. So be on the lookout for a new web refresh to their website. We're kind of excited about that, but also scared. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a little terrified. Of, oh, God, everything's gonna get messed up. But um, yeah, but what I mostly do is that and then so um, trying to maintain some sort of social media presence, whether it's be liking or retweeting or um, sharing a story or something. Uh, that's important. Engaging with literally thousands of people that follow us or like us or engage with our content on a monthly or weekly or daily basis uh, is a great way to, um, I guess, further expand what we're already doing. Doing So with 14 departments ranging from the liberal arts and humanities all the way to hardcore sciences and the hard sciences, we have something that appeals to literally almost anyone out there. So... I will say with event notification, if um, a department wants to let us know about an event they're hosting, we need a little bit of time to help you uh, get that news out there. If you let us know the day before, you will likely get a, a social media post about that. If it's something that's very big, uh, I'm thinking more like a, a theater MSU production. We, we need a couple weeks ahead on that so we can write an article and get it to OPA and they have time to edit it, turn it around and publish it for the university. Um, but if it's your department is hosting a back to school event for students, let us know uh, a week or two ahead of time and we'll get the information out there. But we can't just turn it around within a few hours. And Sarah, with that OPA deadline for news releases, they like the, like the absolute last date they wanted is two weeks before an event. Isn't that correct? If there were a speaker correct. on, you know, correct. October 1st. A two-week um, lag time is what they request. Okay. As we talk, I get more excited about everything this college does and 
I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I've got the greatest job ever because it is so fun to promote what people in this college do. We have such a wide variety of news, and we talked about this in the beginning. We have a student right now who I believe is currently participating in a Broadway scholarship. He was one of five students in the nation to receive the scholarship to work with stage managers of color, and they selected students of color. So they selected a Mississippi State student. He is working directly with Broadway stage managers this week um, on Broadway. That's just fascinating. But I'm also currently writing an article about a scientist here at Mississippi State who's received a DOE Early Career Award, millions of dollars for him for research. And we're all in the same college. It's unbelievable how my job goes from one camp to the next in the same day. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm learning something new every day, um, and it's exciting. And, you know, I love the humanities work, um, but I've also, you know, was always interested in biology and, and sciences. And I didn't pursue that, you know, in higher ed, but it's cool to get to learn about it still this way. Um, and so we're interested, you know, and so just anyone listening, reach out to us, whatever it is, um, a grant, an event, um, anything, you know, we're, we're here and we're going to get it, you know, to where it needs to go. Um, so, so yeah, that's what we're here for. And, and we're excited about your work. We might be more excited about your work than you are. So, Well, I think that about wraps it up, but we really want to think, we really want to take this time to really thank our listeners. Uh, it's been nearly a year since we started this podcast and it's been a success and it's mostly due to our continued and frequent listeners. And so we really want to thank you for your continued support and tuning in to every and each episode. Uh, we spend a good amount of time and energy planning these episodes and getting and letting you all know about exciting and eventful things happening in the college here. And we, and your engagement by listening or getting in contact with us means the world to us. So uh, we want to thank you all for doing that. And we want to keep producing this for you all. And also too, in that vein, John, we would love ideas from you of things you would like to hear on a future podcast, topics maybe we haven't covered. We really, like John said, try to think about a balance of everything in the college or what's current, but feel free to reach out to me at any time at kbrown at dnas.msstate.edu, or you can find all of our contact information on the arts and sciences website, cas.msstate.edu. Did I get that right everybody um but thank you all for listening and sam and sarah and john you all do amazing work thank you all for all you do for the college of arts and sciences and karen we wouldn't be doing all this without you so thank you for heading the ship absolutely that's right captain of the ship that's right We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the Vision Podcast. Be sure to visit our website, www.cas.msstate.edu, for more information about the College of Arts and Sciences. Please be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We'd appreciate you helping us spread the word letting others know about the podcast. You can also stay up to date on news and information 
about the College of Arts and Sciences by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Mississippi State University College of Arts and Sciences, learning through discovery.